good to tell people you're nervous. Say, you know, when the message is big enough and you're freaking out because you're so excited and so nervous at the same time, that's a good thing. Progress over perfection is what we dive into today on Above Mediocre. Guest Haley Patry is the founder of The Lifted Lid and best known for her work as a true happiness, marriage mentor, and happy business coach. Coaching in over 136 countries and an award-winning author with three international best-selling books. And a fourth one, by the way, called Happy Love, which I imagine will be too. I was so thankful to have Haley on and know that you will absolutely love this episode. Thanks for joining. I am here today with Haley. Haley and I have known each other now for probably just shy of a year. So welcome to the show, Haley. Thank you so much for having me, Marty. I'm excited to hang with you today, virtually. Yeah, very true. Yes, COVID. Thank you. Um, I'm super excited to um, have Haley on. So uh, Haley is actually my coach, uh, and she's been super helpful in my experience being a nutrition coach and working with the company uh, and kind of expanding that way. So she's worked with myself and Kellen, and she has definitely helped settle some arguments. Uh, luckily, most of it in my <laughs> favor. So I'm super thankful for that. <laughs> <laughs> You've been such a pleasure to work with, Margie, and both you and Kellen, but I love supporting health coaches because I've been on the client side for most of my life. You know, food and health has been uh, a very real and relevant topic for me in my personal life, so it's such a pleasure to help the great folks like you and Kellen help others. Awesome. Well, thank you. Um, we really do appreciate it. So we're super happy that we got to get connected uh, with you. Um, and yeah, it's just been a really good experience. So I guess we can just kind of get right into it. Uh, just going over, you know, this is all about learning about other people and their experiences and their journeys and just different ways to help light everybody up and really kind of find a sense of community in their experiences and in their growth when it comes to health and wellness in general. So if you want to just kind of dive into it and get started, that would be amazing. I will do, my dear. Thank you so much. So what's the Haley food and health story? Because that's really what we're talking about today. Yes. Uh, at the present moment, I am a happily married mom of three. I love my life. I love myself. I treat my body with so much love. And I'm not at the lowest weight or best shape I've ever been in, but I'm in the healthiest body image I've ever been in. And it's ironic. I come from a childhood where there was a lot of abuse. And at the age of eight, I was trying to make sense of all the rage around me. And I asked myself questions like, does this happen because I'm stupid? Nope. I had the highest grades in my region. Does it happen because I'm a bad kid? Nope. I was doing my brother's homework, doing all their chores. So at the age of eight, as I was trying to interpret that abuse, I made the decision, oh, there's obviously got to be something wrong with me. And I decided it must be because I'm ugly. So age eight is when I first started to diet. Not only was I restricting food, but when I did eat, I would then need to go for a run and burn off the calories that I ate. So disordered eating and body image challenges came into my life at a really, at a scary young age. Now I have, I have three boys right now that are 14, five and four, and it would break my heart if at such a young age, they were worried about their looks. 
I love when my kids run around with no clothes on, especially the little two. They just totally love themselves. They're so confident in their skin, and I hope that they are always that way. For me, the struggle was the worst, Margie, from the age of 8 to 16. I was a dancer. I became a dance instructor. I was a gymnast. And so there were a ton of external body image messages. I was a short, curvy girl with a butt. And by the time I was in uh, grade 10, I also was at double D chest. And that's not what the ballet dancers look like. And that's not what the other gymnasts look like. So I had these external messages about what a body in my sport should look like. And I didn't fit in. I then had this incorrect lie I told myself as a little girl, which was, you're ugly. And with all of that playing together, uh, my relationship to food was really distorted. I didn't start to like food until I was 17. And I went on a journey to make peace with food and find a healthier fixation. So I ended up as a fitness instructor, a personal trainer, a nutrition coach. And I figured if I'm going to be obsessed with it, let's do it in a healthy way. And then let me help other people do it in a healthy way. But it still wasn't healthy. You know, a fixation or obsession is still a fixation or obsession. And, and, and those words in, the, in of themselves aren't, aren't of wellness. When I became a mom for the first time, uh, which was 14 years ago, I was in a race to get that perfect body back, you know, to get the six pack again, to live up to the expectation of being a trainer and a fitness instructor and a nutritionist. And there was so much pressure. Mm-hmm. And it was very different when, when I had kiddo number two and kiddo number three. Having kiddo two and three, I was in a happy marriage with a supportive partner. I was in a healthy body image. I was now in my mid-30s. And I was the heaviest weight I'd ever been after I gave birth to my last two kids and had healthy body image, self-love, could walk around naked in front of my husband, no problems, lights on, sex in the middle of the day. And the irony is when it comes to health and body, it has so little to do with what we look like. And so for me, now that I'm 40 and I've made peace with my body and food and exercise, I just, I love the flavors of good food. I love the feeling of a great workout. I love feeling strong to play with my kids, to run around with them, to go do a three-hour bike ride. And I don't care about perfect anymore. That's no longer what I strive for. I've deleted the lie that I'm ugly. I got it. I got it going on. (laughs) (laughs) I deleted the expectation to look like a pinup model because I don't. And my husband isn't even attracted to that. And to be honest, my, my food journey and when you and I met, I used a program similar to yours to take off 36 of the unhealthy pounds from my last pregnancy. And I did it all through food and I did it in a beautiful, healthy way. And it required a lot of discipline, but it wasn't super fun. And I allowed seven pounds to come back on and I love all seven of them because I can bake with my kids. We can have Sunday fun days. We can go to family functions and participate. And, and really, if, if my story was to hashtag anything, it's a combination of self-love supported through discipline and a mixture of grace. Discipline is when I'm being amazing to my vessel. Grace is when I say, 
frig, have fun with the kids, go on vacation, enjoy. You don't need to be perfect. You're allowed to have fun. And as I weave in those things, that is what has me keep my body gluten-free, lactose-free, mostly organic. Mostly my days look like 70 ounces of water, movement every day, meditation every every evening, no processed flours or sugars. But when I go to my mother-in-law's, I just eat what she serves. And when my kids want to bake something special and they want mommy to taste it, I want to send them a healthy role modeling. And of course, mommy's going to taste what we just made together. And I'm not going to say things like mommy can't, she's on a program. Because what does that teach them about what they're allowed to and not allowed to? So that's where I have the moments of grace. And it's health is a work in progress, but the word progress is the one I love. Perfect is the one I've ditched. That's awesome. That's I think it's really relatable for a lot of people because they're not sure how to make those make those connections, right? So we, we hear a lot of stories about people who have been able to do that, who remove those words and change that verbiage in their life, um, but they're not sure how to get there. So talking about things mm. like giving yourself grace and that you do still need the discipline. Um, you know, you did have to, you still have to do the work to get to get there, but it's it's okay to do it in a way that really works for you and works for your family. Yeah, and what doesn't work when we're, accomplishing a goal. First of all, I don't like the word goal. I prefer Um, promise. Here's the thing. I want you to picture for your listeners. If you're listening right now, I want you to picture standing on a beautiful beach, marrying the love of your life, whether it's the person you're with right now or the person you're supposed to be with. I want you to picture standing in this beautiful marriage ceremony and your partner turns to you and says, it's my goal to be faithful to you. Now I want you to picture them saying, I promise to be faithful to you. It doesn't take too long to decide that promise means a whole lot more than goal. (laughs) So if you have the promise of better health for yourself, stopping and starting every hour with good choices and fun choices isn't going to get you to the goal, nor is it going to get you to the promise. So we do need to have a period of discipline to get what you most want. But when you get what you most want, and whether that is to reduce inflammation, correct hormones, manage diabetes, reduce your blood pressure, uh, fit into a particular pair of pants, whatever that is for you, you've got to decide if the lifestyle it takes to keep it is one that you can sustain and still be happy in. So I don't want a life where I'm allowed zero chocolate. And if that means that I'm going to be seven pounds up from my dream weight, but I can have fun with my kids and my family, I say yes to seven extra pounds to love and having fun with my family. But I went through a six-month period of discipline to get there first. Yes. And then I chose how much grace to add back in. I think that it's just, I think that's so... Important because we see that so many times when people are they're trying to mimic what a friend's doing or what they've seen online and they're they're really looking at like well it's okay because they still do this or they don't do this or whatever they're already comparing themselves um, but they're forgetting that the work you've put the work in as well um, mm-hmm. and that it's good and when you do good work you feel good about it and that it's it's fantastic to have that that feeling. Cool. And let's talk numbers. I'll just be really um, raw with your listeners. So uh, 
when I had my last two kiddos, I needed to shift my health. You know, I wasn't feeling good after it wasn't about what I saw in the mirror needed to change. It was my feet hurt, my ankles hurt, my back hurt. Uh, I didn't have the strength or the stamina to play with my kids the way I want to as a former, you know, dancer and athlete. And so I took off during my season of discipline, I took off 36 pounds, but to live at that level of discipline forever for me, wasn't fun enough. And my values are happiness, love, and vitality in that order. Yes. So I decided I would practice grace. And that meant having fun with my kids on the weekend, eating a few meals of whatever it is that they do, as opposed to mommy having her mommy food. And that meant that of the 36 pounds, seven came back. And I like having them here because I get to have a fun life. It's, it's not the 80, 20 rule or the 90, 10 rule. It's whatever it is for you. And for me, I want to be able to bake with my kids, you know, once a week and do that together. I want to be able to go to family dinners and not have everybody ask, why are you just eating a box of salad? And so I choose to participate in the fun stuff. And that means, no, I don't keep all 36 off, but I keep 29 off. And that's still an amazing accomplishment to celebrate and that's a new set point that my body is comfortable in. That's awesome. And is there any habits that you can share with the listeners at all that you kind of, your non-negotiables and kind of keep that, keep yeah. that honesty with yourself, I guess? Absolutely. So my body feels its best when I do what I'm about to share with you. And when I say feels its best, I want you, if you're listening to this, I want you to imagine what it feels like to never be bloated, never have gas. And I mean, out the top or the bottom to wake up in the morning and have the most perfect bowel regularity that doesn't kill the next person who walks in the bathroom. To be, imagine just being so regular, you wake up, you do the thing, you shower, and you're good for the day. To never have uh, cravings that take over, to have no candida, to feel good and to have energy all day long. For me, in order to have that, my body doesn't like gluten except rye bread. And my body doesn't like dairy except buffalo, sheep, or goat. And my body doesn't take in alcohol. And so how I feed myself, Margie, I'm mostly organic, uh, but I'm not obsessed with it. And if someone's got a bowl of berries and a platter of cucumber and carrots and celery, I'm not asking them, is it organic? I'm just going to enjoy it. (laughs) You know, I get what I can. Uh, I space my meals out. So I usually leave about five hours between breakfast and lunch and about five hours between lunch and dinner. And that allows all my hormones to just chill out and wait till I'm actually hungry again. Uh, I, I no longer snack. So taking off the the 36 pounds and keeping off the 29, uh, when I snack, my body is in a craving state and a, a metabolizing state too often. And I end up storing. So for my personal body, which might not work for everybody else, it's having three beautiful meals that have everything in them. They have fruit, they have veg, they have healthy fat, they have protein, they have starchy carbs. My plates are colorful, they're gorgeous, they have all the food groups, and I don't need another meal until it's the next meal time. Um, also, for my body to feel its best, I don't do the evening snacking. 
and I want to, and I love it. And I'm like everyone else listening, if it wouldn't hurt me at all to have cookies and milk or popcorn at night or a little toast and butter, I mean, hey, I would, but then I don't sleep well and I don't wake up feeling good. So I'm a breakfast, lunch, and dinner gal. I drink half my body weight in pounds as my water ounces. So I do about 70 ounces of water a day. And I, I like to make things fresh from home. So I don't do a lot of food from out. Uh, but when I do, I'm ordering something legit off the menu, like a steak and salad and veg and soup and fresh fruit. So I'm not afraid of eating out, but I'm, I'm not ordering fettuccine Alfredo because <laughs> my belly would be screaming at me. I, I, um, I also... <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead, though. No, no, so keep going. We're so Canadian. We're so polite. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the other thing I do to uh, keep myself feeling good, um, I move my body every day. So right now it's COVID-19. And while you can't go to the park or the community center or the school, um, all the walking trails in our area are still open. And me and the kids and hubby, we do a two-hour nature walk every day or a two or three-hour nature bike ride every day. I keep my mind good. I do a guided visualization or meditation before I go to bed. Um, I could benefit from stretching more. I could benefit from doing my physio more. <laughs> I'm not perfect, but yeah, I eat well much of the time, most of the time, and, and I move my body every day. That's amazing. And I think I, I love everything that you're saying, and that's one of the big things that we when we're working with a lot of our clients, when Kelly and I do it, it's people will come to us, right? And they want to lose 20 pounds, but it's really what you're saying. It's, you know, when we're having that conversation with them saying like, you do know the bathroom shouldn't smell after, right? Or mm-hmm. you, you know, all of those little things that even as kids, we joked about, I remember you growing up, it's like, oh, dad was just in the bathroom. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's amazing how when we're talking to people and we're working with people and it's identifying those things and how linked they are to actually your hormones and how you can still eat healthy, bright, big, colorful meals and enjoy yourself and not always be in that ravenous, that ravenous state after. And it's, uh, I love that. And if you are ravenous, you didn't eat the right stuff. You, you, you things that were, uh, that, that weren't, nutrient dense. And so let's talk about poop for a second. Yes. Uh, One of my favorite pictures I've ever seen in my life is called the poopy, the poopy lineup by Paul check. And that's C H E K. It is a cartoon of all the poop offenders. So what the wrong kinds of poo look like. And then there is the poopy police and he's called the shit and he is well formed. He's the right size he's even in color he doesn't smell bad he flushes on the first go and we've used that to teach our kids so my kids when they go to the bathroom they know to check the bowl and if they see pellet poop or if they see undigested food or if it's floating because they have undigested fat they know to call mommy and daddy and say oh my come look at my poop it's such a good one or mommy it wasn't a good poop what did I eat that bothered my tummy So we talk about bowel habits in our house and, uh, yeah, I'm proud of mine because I, I've spent (laughs) so much of my life treating my tummy with kindness that, yeah, having a regular system, having no period cramps is the result of treating my body well. I'm on my period right now and I feel awesome. Yeah, That was the first thing 
when I, three years ago, when I really started kind of making these changes and everything with the postpartum depression, I had, I'd gotten my cycle back since Charlie um, and it was horrible, which I had not experienced before. When going through and doing a reset and taking those 30 days, I got my period and I honestly had no idea it was coming because it was the first time that I, like during that, that I I had no PMS whatsoever. I was literally surprised by it because such a change just by what I was, what I was eating. It's so true. And, you know, when you feel good, you're motivated to keep doing whatever the habits are that got you there within reason. And I think you and I both know this and any of your listeners who have been on a program before, it's so much harder to get it done than it is to maintain. But to maintain also requires an amount of discipline. And you're the boss of you. You're the boss of your life. So like in my case, what it took to remove the 36 pounds was more discipline than I wanted to live with every single day forever. Hence why I put the seven back and I love them and they love me and we can have you know, a little bit of chocolate and family baking here and there and still be healthy the other, whatever, 90 plus percent of the time. Um, but there's something I want to talk about today, Margie, and that is our emotional eating personalities. Because when we know ourselves, we can stay in the safe ranges of being on track and we can know when we're falling off track. For me, I know that I am not the kind of person that can have one bite of something. I either need to use discipline to have none of it or practice grace and decide when I can have some of it. But one bite doesn't solve my problem. (laughs) I'm the person that if I have a piece of popcorn, I am having a bowl or three. And for some of your listeners, you know, you might be the person that if you're craving something, have a little, get it off your mind and you're fine. Mm -hmm. You might be the person that if you deny yourself all day long and you're craving and you're craving and you're craving, by the time you get to the evening, you're eating four chocolate bars. Uh, And you might be that person who's really healthy about your cravings. You can have uh, a little bit on the weekend and go back to being healthy on Monday or have a little on Monday and go back to being healthy about it on Tuesday. If you are someone that can't have just a little and stop, then, then we have to choose wisely. But I have a strange theory, Margie, on chocolate. If you're craving chocolate, I feel you're better to put chocolate chips in your morning parfait where you have all day to be healthy and use that energy than to deny yourself all day if you're going to fixate on it and eat three bags at night. Uh, yeah, you don't want to get a case of the fuckets is what I call it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and when you do get a case of the fuckets, let it be for the moment you're having it. And after that, say, all right, shake it off, back to making good choices to fuel my vessel. The trouble is for most people, women especially, when you get a case of the fuck, it's like, oh, it's Wednesday. I screwed up. The week is ruined. I'll wait till next Monday to get yes. back on track. Who decided Mondays? Like who invented Mondays as the day to make great choices? Yeah, we say that. And it's one of those things that I love to say to people, like this isn't a bandwagon. You, it's not getting <laughs> on and off, right? And that's, it's the same thing when people all oh, wait till, well, I've already done this. And I did that when I was quitting smoking. Um, I would have one and I'd be like, well, I've already had one, so it doesn't matter. I can smoke for the rest of the night versus mm. just making that transition. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And it, it's about sliding back into your lane and just making the next choice. Um, and it, yeah. that's, it's hard. It's a hard place to get to. Uh, we've been conditioned for so long to get on and off things. Um, so it's figuring out how it really works for you. And for me, there's one mantra 
that has worked over the years. And that mantra is, I honor the temple that is my body. I honor the temple that is my body. Honor isn't about treating or having cheat meals. I'm not a dog. I don't need treats. And I'm not in a contract and I didn't cheat anything. So Mm -hmm. honoring means putting in what my body best could use as optimal fuel most of the time. But honor also means if I really want something and I think it's going to be joyful and fun and it's social and it's a participatory activity, honor sometimes means saying yes to myself because that's also part of honoring it. And in the space of honor, if I'm going to have chocolate, I choose it. I'm not off the wagon, off the rails, autopilot, emotional eating, mindless eating. I'm choosing it. I'm saying, yeah, girl, you're so healthy. You put so much good stuff in. Oh my gosh, have the chocolate. Enjoy it. And there's no self-shaming or blaming Mm -hmm. or guilting. There's none of that. And so I think honor is a really important word when, you know, if you're listening and you're struggling around emotional eating or wanting to get back into a place of health, most of the diet words are so self-deprecating. Mm-hmm. They're not healthy. They're not friendly. And they don't, they don't feel good to say and they don't resonate well in your body. And so whatever choice we can make that honors ourselves, that honors our health, and there's that balance of honoring your long-term goal, which might be a shift in your physical body's health or appearance or abilities, and honoring the short-term moment that you're living in and having a little fun. Absolutely. I love that. That's fantastic. It's so good. Um, So if our listeners want to be able to find you anywhere, Haley, where's the best place for them to, to see you? Well, I'm a weirdo and the best place to reach me is actually send me a confidential text message. So you can share my number, which is 416-797-5856. And as you know, Margie, I love to gift people a free session for their happiness. Yes. If they're struggling with depression, anxiety, addiction, trauma, or loss. I love to give people a free session for their marriage if it's having a little COVID-19 <laughs> <laughs> tense frustration or infidelity or any other uh, things such as a roommate syndrome where you do things together, but sex isn't one of them. And I'd love to give people a free session for business coaching, but you can also find me on my website, which is yourhappylove.com. You can find me on Facebook, skip the business page, just find me as the person. There's only one Haley Patry, and I'm happy to connect. Uh, and, and we keep it real. You know this, Margie, in my life yes. as a mom, wife, and person who's overcome trauma, I only help people through the things that I have been through or I've walked family members and thousands of clients through. Uh, And I'm a recovered perfectionist, which means it's a life in progress. I'm a recovered anorexic. I'm a recovered abuse survivor, trauma survivor, domestic violence survivor, uh, recovered poverty mindset. And so all the things that I do well in my life right now come from a time of having the opposite. And while we can rise above what was once inside us, it's still a part of our history. I love that. That's awesome. That's so good. Um, Perfect. If you can leave us just, I guess, um, with one final thing, what is your one habit that you, you do every single day? My habit is my evening promise that I make to myself. And I'm going to say it slow so your listeners can write it down. 
<laughs> when I go to bed each night, I envision what I am committed to creating, both in the next day and the future. And I'll let my mind build up this really juicy mind movie of what I am going to set in motion and hear the words I say to myself. I promise when I wake up tomorrow to do the things and to be the ways that make this real. And I run my life in a space of co-creation. I don't wait for things to just drop from the skies. I don't wait for things to just manifest or postulate on their own. I'm a believer that if we want something, we can roll up our sleeves and do something about it. But I also believe that there's more to just doing. It's also who you're being about it. When it comes to health, you need to be perhaps committed, disciplined, graceful, forgiving, brave, uncomfortable, uh, vulnerable, whatever those words are, that's an intention that you can set about how you're going to show up in your day. That intention helps you step into the actions that are required. And when you marry who you're being and what you're doing, you can't help but produce greater results in life. So that is my every day. I choose what I'm going to create that's good. And I ask myself to play a huge role in making it real. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Haley. Margie, thank you so much for having me on. And if your audience doesn't already know this about you and Kellen, my goodness, people, you have two incredible, incredible leaders. And if you haven't already reached out to Margie and Kellen to see how you can transform your health through their amazing knowledge, their incredible systems, and the, you know, F-bomb reality of how they are just so easy to be with. They're real parents. They're a real couple. They're real business owners. They're living the struggle. Margie's in her own body transformation post baby number two right now. Uh, having, having a baby, taking on expanding your business and doing it all through COVID-19. You and Kellen are such an inspiration. If you don't know this about them already, they are so down to earth. Their hearts are enormous. They care so much about you having incredible success, but liking your life while you're on the journey to get there. And I just love both of you. I know that so many people are going to be helped through you, through what you do. And as you collect this smorgasbord of stories from people who have different experiences with health, uh, you're doing something amazing in the world, Marty. Thanks for being brave. I know you're not a big fan of public speaking and you're crushing it online. (laughs) Thank you so much, Haley. That's extremely kind of you. (laughs) It's just the truth, my dear. So I hope your listeners stay with you for all the episodes you're having. And what do you have uh, coming up in terms of workshops and classes? How else can people follow your amazing work? Um, So they can start following this podcast and follow it on Instagram as well. And it's just Margie underscore Richardson, um, as well as we are starting to take on some new endeavors and we've expanded completely out West uh, and we will continue to develop. And we're looking at creating a whole new program for people right now so that they're able to keep keep up with the coaching but not always not on a weekly basis or not as frequently so we're looking at expanding some uh, structure that way uh probably by way of a membership course coming up so awesome awesome well you're doing amazing work margie i know you also love to support our frontline workers and help people who have tried everything to get healthy but they just haven't tried what you and kellen have to offer and Uh, I know firsthand from someone who had tried everything before I got with a system that worked, 
Uh, if you are frustrated, if you're at the end of your health rope and you are ready not to have a goal, but to promise being in your best health, not just so that you can look in the mirror and like it, but so you can wake up in your body and love it, love what it can do for you, love how it feels, love how your joints feel, love how all your medication lists are shrinking. Yes. Please reach out to this amazing lady who's been interviewing me today and I uh, <laughs> can't wait to see you post COVID. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Sweet. Thank you so much, Haley. Thanks, Margie. Thanks, everyone. Have a beautiful, healthy day. So I am just here with my husband, business partner, absolutely everything partner, uh, Kellen Smith. He is just joining me. He just listened to Haley's interview for the first time himself. And we we're just going to kind of talk <laughs> talk about it a little um, as he continues to to laugh at me with all my awesomes, ums, yas, and uh, pure nerves coming through the entire time. <laughs> Not only that, but that whole intro right there for me um, was a little too proper. There is only really two reasons why I'm here. One, we can't afford somebody, so you have to listen to me. And two, um, right now we're both stuck in a closet because our kids are sleeping, um, and I was forced to stay here. Um, so yes, I listened to Haley's podcast. Okay. First of all, I just want to say how amazing that that woman is. Yeah, I know. Unbelievable. Um, love her to death. Um, she's helped us out so much um, through the last year with helping us get our business off the ground, um, guiding us through so many, so many different things that I just don't even realize um, the changes and everything that we needed to make. Um, so right and off the hop. settling so many arguments in my favor. Okay. First of all, that's bullshit. Secondly, I was right for the majority of it. That's it. That's all we're going to say. That's all we're going to talk about. I just like being right. hearing. <laughs> Whatever. But anyways, yeah, we're, we're going through this right now because you want to, I guess, a little outro, hey? How did you feel in that first podcast with Haley went? Uh, I was extremely nervous and I was super, Correct. super, super lucky that it was Haley. Um, and then she knows <laughs> me and she's worked with me uh, and she was able to uh, really take control of the conversation. Thank oh, goodness. that she did. So, um, really, really appreciated that about her. But I thought it was really cool. There's a lot of things that I didn't know about her. We had known that she's gone through her own health journey. Um, she's experienced her own things. Mm -hmm. She, you know, we've, we've chatted about all that stuff before in the past, but uh, I had not known how far back it went, kind of what was going on. Unreal. Um, Eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> I, being a male, um, and I guess... I don't want to say that we that we don't care about things like that, I guess. And I think it's hard for me to even touch down on this subject, but just body imaging for men. Um, we, yeah, when we get older, I think we, with the dad bods and whatnot, um, we try to shrug it off or laugh it off and whatnot. But I think like it, it really affects both men and women. Um, so when she talks about that and at such a young age, um, having a daughter of her own, I am fearful that she will feel that way, and I hope that as we parent, um, she, she won't get that um, self-doubt, I guess, mm -hmm. um, and, and feel as if she is not good enough, because yeah. that would just break my heart. Yes, absolutely. Um, so... But if you knew our little girl right now, she is the most confident little spitfire kay. who runs around, shirt off, barrel out. Yes. Um, telling us how strong she is every which way she goes. <laughs> Be, being being COVID-19, um, I always used to joke about this woman, this little woman is going to either run the country or run prison. 
being that it is COVID and feeling that we are in prison, I now know she is going to run a gang. <laughs> she won't make it to She's, prison. She'll right? just be, yeah, absolutely. No, but but you're right. She is a very confident young woman, and I hope that we can continue to do that for her um, and help her in, in not having her feel that kind of shame. Or I, I shouldn't say shame. Like, I don't know how to say anything because, again, I feel uncomfortable talking about body imaging when when I'm a male. I think that's important for people to know, though, right? I think that's important that... It's not that men are scared to talk about it. It's just that they they maybe are fearful that they're going to say the wrong thing or be told that mm-hmm. you don't get it, yada, yada, yada. Um, and nobody gets it, female to female. We, we all have different experiences and we all get there from, from different things or we don't get there or whatever the case is or we've overcome it. So uh, can we talk about the one thing that blew me away is her three-hour bike rides daily with her children? <laughs> I'm lucky to the, stay awake for three hours at a time. This one woman has her day so well organized that she is able to actually she takes three hours to spend quality time with her family um and then rides a bike well while doing it doesn't doesn't tv parent or (laughs) you know yell or holler at their kid the whole time last time you rode a bike we were living in saskatchewan and you rode it i think three times then at that time we were living in an apartment you locked it up we literally moved from that apartment to our first house, and you left it there. Hence why we don't own bikes now, because you would take care of a bike worse than Charlie takes care of her toys. Yeah, well, I'm okay with that. I rode it more than three times. It was my vehicle to work, so thank you for that. So, um, and The other thing that I kept laughing about was Haley was saying the marriage thing, which was amazing, right? Like the, it's the I promise versus the, my goal is to, but I could, you could tell that she does marriage counseling because when she's like, you might not be with the right person, like. I thought she was literally (laughs) directing that at us because we've been engaged for 10 years, your choice. So I don't know what the hell that was about, Haley. I don't know if she knows that about <laughs> us, but I'm sure she's laughing or rolling her eyes at us right now because of it. So, uh, but I really do. I think all in all, it worked out um, okay-ish. Um, I, think, I, I think it was really well done. Um, yes, it was. It was awesome that Haley took control of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you can definitely tell the jitters, and that's okay. It was your first podcast, and you're only going to get better and better every time. I know that sounds. I don't know, cliche. Or whatever, but um, but no, this is your thing, and you're going to do really well at it, hon. Thank you. So, um, on that note, I think um, I hope everybody else enjoyed the podcast. Um, I hope they enjoyed my voice because it won't be on here very long once you're able to find somebody else. <laughs> I'm I, I'm strapped. It's COVID nineteen. I'm not allowed <laughs> to be trapped in a closet with anybody but you right now. So, uh. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll figure it all out. So thank you so much again for listening, guys. I hope you kind of enjoyed this this mini debrief, uh, so to speak, at the end to get to know myself a little better, uh, my family, and kind of what's kind of led us down this path. So. Thank you for listening to another episode of Above Mediocre. I hope you feel understood, inspired, and lit up. If you want more, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Margie underscore Richardson. And for updates, upcoming guests, and more. Thanks again for tuning in.